Happy New Week, Bold Americans. We have a lot to get through on today's show because, well, information has been pouring in throughout the weekend regarding J.P. Morgan. And one of their strategists reports that Joe Biden will withdraw from the presidential race eventually, which would go with my co-host on Friday's Chris Michaels predictions, as well as we heard reports of aliens in Miami in Bayside. But I made some phone calls to find out, do we have anything to be worried about? And there's a new study that's out right now telling you, don't worry about taking any multivitamins. Just don't waste your money on it because even if your diet isn't super healthy, they're not doing much. Well, who was behind this study? And should you listen to it? Well, we're going to get straight into all that and much more in just a few moments. Sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. Let's get emboldened. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden. Thank you for being a subscriber on Patreon. It is much appreciated. All right, let's get straight into some of these stories. As you heard at the top of the show, JP Morgan. Well, they are stating, according to one of their strategists, that sometime between Super Tuesday and the general election, that Joe Biden will be getting himself out of the race. That's right. Not only will he be getting himself out of the race, he also will be having the DNC appointing somebody in order to run. Now, you probably heard right here on this show a long time ago that Gavin Newsom would be replacing Joe Biden, that something was going to be happening. And then you heard also on my predictions in 2024, this exact thing. I said that Newsom could be a replacement for Joe Biden on the 2024 Democratic ticket. Why? Because he polls better than Biden against Donald Trump. Now, couple that with this other report that just came out on Sunday that apparently Barack Obama is worried about Don Donald Trump and he had an emergency meeting with Joe Biden, who's running his presidential campaign from his Wilmington, Delaware headquarters. Now, apparently Obama's not happy. He does not believe that Biden has a top level decision maker located in that office. This is despite the Delaware native David Plouffe, who managed Obama's 2008 campaign, is right here at the helm, ready to help Biden at any time. So will Biden reach out to him or will David Plouffe be managing somebody else, strategizing for somebody else? Apparently, this conversation got heated at times, according to one of the sources that was listed in some of the, the reports that I read, which, by the way, this made it into the mainstream news. Uh, Microsoft, as well as MSNBC, were hosting this story. Obama started uh, getting more and more uh, dramatic, raising his voice at the importance for things to uh, get serious from the Biden campaign. 
And apparently people from Obama and white, the Obama side and the White House have declined to comment on the story that has come out. Now, we know that right now the Barack Obama has amazing reach within the Democratic Party. There are still people that think that he is the greatest thing since sliced bread and the wheel was invented or Ford put together the 40-hour work week. <laughs> you see what I did there? Those that follow this, the show get that reference in the joke. So what ends up happening here is uh, I believe that Obama right now is going to Biden saying either you change things right now or you're not going to be president again. And maybe you should be considering not being president again. I mean, come on now. 81 years old. Do we want an 81 year old for four more years serving this country? Somebody will be close to 86, 87 years old by the time they're done serving the final term. I don't believe that America is behind that whatsoever. Now, Trump is not that much younger, as I've pointed out. He's only three, four years younger. He's 77 years old at this point in time. And that means he would be in his 80s as well as he finishes out his second term if he were reelected. So what we're seeing right now is the Democrats are in crisis mode. They can see that right now, Biden is polling horribly despite the fact that payroll growth since inauguration is at the one of the highest levels since LBJ and Carter. You'd have to go back to Truman or Clinton uh, before you got anyone close to where the economy would be as far as payroll growth. Now, this is a convenient fact that I believe that the Biden administration likes to share because the inconvenient fact is also that Everything is more expensive. We're up 17.8% in that same amount of time. So, of course, payroll growth is going to go up because we have inflation. Why is it we're not seeing these numbers? And so this is why J.P. Morgan has somebody coming out now that has stated that President Biden may withdraw some time between Super Tuesday and the November election, citing health reasons. And Biden passes the torch to replacement candidate named by the DNC. Now, Biden has one of the lowest approval ratings for a president. Actually, he does have the lowest approval rating for a president that has that much of a payroll increase, uh, as well as non-farm payroll increases as well. So where there's smoke, there's fire. I've heard from people here in Delaware as well. There are some concerns about long-term health. And so, yes, I believe that this report that we've been talking about, which I see others running with it now as well, is going to possibly come to fruition. And we should be paying attention to that uh, because no matter who you're voting for, uh, I believe we want an election without the drama of having somebody replaced. Which leads me to RFK Jr.'s campaign. What is going on right now with Bobby Kennedy? And the reason why I'm asking this question is because he is being linked in circles that uh, I report in. Uh, he is being linked to Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, Ramaswamy is currently a candidate kind of uh, that I believe is a opportunist. And I say that I believe that Ramaswamy is an opportunist because he says all of the things that you want to hear. He talks about everything in the way that he knows has been approved for certain years to energize a certain base. And that base is largely a Donald Trump base, but I also believe that people can see through the deception of the opportunity of which he is presenting things. Because this is a man 
who at the same time during COVID was putting together health databases in order to make absolute millions of dollars off of your privatized health information. The private health information, he wanted to privatize it through his company and then disseminate it out so other people would have your info. He was working with those individuals. We also see a candidate who has profited off the backs of people that have been uh, aligned with the DNC and with uh, basically the same cause that the DNC is behind and the Democrat candidates. I do not believe that Vivek Ramaswamy is a true Republican in the sense of uh, what you would expect from a Republican. But he's talking the language. He's talking about LGBTQ+. He's saying everything that that side wants to hear. But I can tell you that much like Donald Trump a long time ago said, if he were the run, you know, he would run as a Republican because he felt that it would be easier to get the nomination after being registered as a Democrat for so long. I believe that Ramaswamy is following that same playbook. So now we're seeing Ramaswamy and RFK Jr. possibly, maybe going to run together. Apparently they've had backstage meetings as recently as November 16th, 2023. And I'm being told there's been some other conversations since then. Since RFK Jr. dropped his Democrat primary bid last October, uh, he joined uh, Ramaswamy at some other events. And so now uh, is RFK Jr. looking to bolster and say, okay, well, we got one Democrat that dropped out of the Democrat race. We'll have a Republican that drops out of the Republican race. And we will go independent because Kennedy Ramaswamy, I believe, is a winnable ticket or it's a splittable ticket. And what I mean by a splittable ticket. Now, uh, we had Lefty Lehman on the show a few weeks ago, and he was saying, do you really think that RFK Jr. takes away votes from Trump? No, he takes it away from the Democrats. He hurts Biden. Yes, he takes votes away from Trump. And if Ramaswamy is his vice president pick, I will double down on that. But here's the problem. I believe that you're going to have three different people running in that race that are going to get enough votes to split the electoral college, which means it is going to be a contested election. Now, does anybody know what happens in a contested election in the constitution? What has to uh, convene? Well, we saw in 1876, we can go back it was the 23rd election between Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel J. Tilden. Tilden had 50.9% of the votes as the Democrat and Rutherford B. Hayes had 47.9% of the vote. And so it went in to a presidential uh, runoff as far as a ballot and we had the first big contested election that would probably be the closest of what we would see here in the United States during RFK Jr. So let's get to it. We had Florida with four electoral votes, Louisiana with eight, and South Carolina with seven that had reported their returns favoring Tilden. But the elections in each state were marked by electoral fraud and threats of violence against Republican voters. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> in South Carolina, there was 101% of all eligible voters in their states that had their votes counted. Does that sound familiar? 101% of all eligible voters. Somehow that just doesn't add up. Now, does it? 
And to add, there were illiterate voters. Parties would print just symbols on the tickets. In this election, Democratic ballots were printed with the Republican symbol of Abraham Lincoln on them. And the Republican-dominated state electoral commissions rejected enough of those Democratic votes to award their electoral votes to Hayes. And so then in Oregon, there was problems. Other southern states, there were problems as well. Uh, Republican electors ended up dismissing some of the uh, actions of what was going on in some of these states. In Columbus, Ohio, uh, somebody actually fired a shot at Hayes' residence at one point in time. It got so contested and heated, and it would come to needing to be decided. Now, how does that get uh, decided at the end? Congress eventually would enact the Electoral Count Act in 1887 that would provide more detailed rules for counting the electoral votes, especially when there are multiple uh, slates of electors that were going to be received from a single state. And part of that we can see now, the second closest popular vote margin was the election of 2000, which was decided by 537 votes in Florida. In 2000, that uh, victory for the Electoral College was five votes as opposed to Hayes's one vote. Uh, so that is the way that it went. So what would happen in a contested election where no candidates get all the electoral votes? Well, here's what happens. If you do not get all the electoral votes, it goes to Congress to decide. Congress will have to vote on who is going to be the next president. Now for this, we can go back to 1824. 1824 is the last time that none of the candidates achieved a majority of the electoral college. All right. And so they ended up meeting in January of 1825. And although Andrew Jackson won the most electoral votes out of them, the House of Representatives ended up awarding the presidency to John Quincy Adams. So if the uh, neither candidate gets the 270 electoral votes. It gets dictated by the 12th Amendment, which is if no candidate receives a majority of electoral votes, the House of Representatives elects the president from three presidential candidates who receive the most electoral votes. Each state delegation has one vote. And so based upon, you know, odds that are presented by 538s, the House at that point in time would likely choose Biden. Um, and then after that, I believe would go to Trump. And then after that, it would go to RFK Jr. But that might not be exactly how things happen. If we look at what are our red states and blue states in the list with one vote each, we can find that we have at this point in time, more red states, but then we also have these independent states too, these swing states that come over. Um, it would be a very interesting election. So I believe it would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 20 votes going to Biden in a contested vote. I'm counting a map right now in order to see exactly how these would go based upon it. Then we would have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20 going definitely for Trump. After that, we have five states left that might go RFK Jr. or might swing over to Biden. But 
I don't believe in a contested election, Donald Trump will get the votes. I can say that those 20 states are firm for Joe Biden. Those 20 states are not firm for Trump. There is a possibility that you know there would be some in-house fighting, but this could be a very interesting election. That's why I keep telling everybody, pay attention to this one. This is not gonna be an election like any one we've had before, I promise you that. Now, there's some other things that are going on right now in the world that have nothing to do with elections, but they have everything to do with distracting you with information that's keeping you from the important things that are going on in the world. Now, stop me if you heard this story. Aliens, 10 feet tall, appeared at Bayside Marketplace in Miami. That's right, 8 to 10 feet tall. And if you look at the video of what people claim are these gray aliens that were attacking people, well, not really attacking people, but walking around that caused quite a ruckus, then you see it's just like a little smudge. Now, you mean to tell me, in an, a time where we have the most sophisticated camera systems all around a city and in people's hands, no one got a clear shot of this gray being? No. See, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact that people are manipulating you for views and for your mind and for unethical reasons. They're hoping that you will subscribe to their latest, give them a follow so they can make more money on their social media platforms. Because I debunked this story rather quickly. I spent my Sunday morning calling down to the Bayside Marketplace down in Florida. I called several stores. Now, in order for you to understand how I was able to track down which stores to make a phone call to, I'm going to take you through my journalistic process. So that way, if anybody would like to say, oh, I'm lying to people and I'm just trying to get people off track and want to continue to have the conspiracy, you'll understand there's, there's nothing but absolute above board ethics and morals in the way I went about this. So the first thing I did was I looked for footage of the police presence. And I was able to see a store on one of the streets that was completely illuminated and in focus. So I knew exactly what store was in the background. And so I called that store because I could see that there were fireworks being set off according to the news agencies on uh, in Miami, uh, their coverage. I was able to see that yes, there's a firework that's going off and let's find out if that was one firework or other people were pushing these out as well. And so my coverage was from WSNV television. And so after I saw the store, I called the store and I said, you know, I'm Greg Bolden from America Emboldened. I broadcast on the America Out Loud Network. I'm just looking for a statement here. Did you see any aliens? And the person kind of laughing. So you want a manager? I'm like, yeah, give me the manager. Spoke with the manager at that first store and the person said, well, look, uh, we can't have you use our store's name because it's a franchise and they may not be happy with us talking to you, but here's what we can share with you. Now, what they, as well as three other businesses shared with me, and I also have a call into the management company too, but I was not able to reach them on a Sunday, but I did leave them a message to call me back. And so if there's anything different, I will be sure to update you. But from the three stores that I had direct firsthand accounts from with employees, I was told that yes, there were a number of fireworks being shot off by two groups of teenagers 
that were somewhere between 30 to 40 teenagers deep, which then caused fist fights and brawls to start breaking out in the streets as well as in some stores. Some of the teenagers were on skateboards and bicycles, and I was told that they entered the stores with their skateboards and with their bicycles and began looting. Individuals heard the fireworks and felt that there were gunshots going off, so they called the police and reported it as an active shooter. When police realized that there were a number of brawls going on and people were out of control and they needed to arrest close to 40 people, plus gunshots, they asked for an all-call. They elevated to, I believe it was called a level three, from what I was told, uh, which meant that every unit that was available was to report to the Bayside Miami marketplace, which is what people saw. They did not go there for aliens. That large police presence, no, that was not about aliens or covering up or anything. In fact, there was surveillance footage of the brawls that everybody says doesn't exist, surveillance footage of the fireworks going off repeatedly that sound like gunshots repeatedly. And this is why you always trust a journalist that is following up and asking for firsthand verifiable information. If you are getting your information by people right now that is uh, showing you a little tiny smudge on a screen and saying, there's a gray alien on the screen, you might need to check yourself in somewhere. I'm serious. I, I, I'm concerned for you if you are even thinking for a moment as you're listening to my show right now. No, Greg, it was definitely aliens. Because as I said, we're, they're using these stories to distract you from the things that really matter. Now, Chris Michaels said he believes even the Epstein story at this point is a story that's being used to distract you from what else is going on right now. Now, the Epstein list continues to grow. More information. We got uh, David Copperfield on the list. We heard about Stephen Hawking on the list, right? Uh, we're now finding some more information out about Jeffrey Epstein as well that is, well, maybe tying into him being part of an intelligence community as well. But I'm going to wait until I have my full information before I bring that out for you. But there's definitely some suspicions at this point in time. I believe that, you know, you could tie Jocelyn Maxwell to Mossad and Jeffrey Epstein. And so when I get more, I'll, I'll go back into that. But what is this all distracting us from? All right. You want to talk about aliens? Well, sure. Let's talk about illegal aliens. Let's talk about the aliens that are pouring over top our borders every single day that our government is doing absolutely nothing to really stop. You're seeing that in certain states like New York, their entire budgets are being blown out by illegals because that is the millions of people under a Biden's border crisis that has funneled into the country. And I got to be honest, in all my life that I've been alive, this has been an issue, but it seems like it's getting worse and worse and it also seems like the president is not upholding their constitutional duty, which would be to def uh, defend and protect our sovereign borders. I believe that at this point in time, any president that continues to kick the can down the road on this issue, Republican or Democrat, the Constitution should be used against them 
in order to impeach them and remove them. We, we can no longer, no longer look the other way. When there becomes terrorist attacks on our soil because our president has not done the right thing and has made us unsafe, maybe then we can start having this conversation. And that might be what it's going to take. In fact, there's some journalists that are coming out there right now that are stating this. Whitney Webb, she just said a few days ago, she was on another uh, podcast. I think uh, she did Kim Iverson's show, who I met down in D.C. back at the Rage Against the War Machine rally. Uh, but she is concerned from what she's seen in her reporting that we may see a 9-11 style attack on the United States. It could be a cyber attack, but with the same type of consequences of what's going on, or maybe it's from embedded people in this country that have been pouring over our borders. Why aren't we talking about that? Why are we talking about the grays? Why are we talking about, I mean, I even saw somebody, they were trying to tell people, well, since Epstein's list came out, the grays are coming up because they got to find the children and take them back underground. Let that sink in for just a quick moment. That's immediately where we go with that story. Not, you know, well, Epstein's list has been out there for a long time. Epstein's been put in prison for a long time. He's been dead for a while. Jocelyn Maxwell has been put in prison for a long time. Plus, I'm pretty sure human trafficking continues to be looked the other way by many people in our government, as well as most of our citizens, including maybe you listening to the show. I mean, that might be tough for you to hear. But I mean, I got to be honest. I don't spend all waking moments thinking about human trafficking out of sight out of mind. If you're like that, when I'm saying you, I mean, you're like me. We look the other way because it's convenient to not have to think about the pain and suffering that other people are going through, right? So I think what's going on here with this story is two things, twofold. The first is people are trying to engage you into their content because you're enriching them. Be careful. Be careful who you are enriching. The second thing that's going on here is that this is, uh, uh, I think, a byproduct of when you call the news media fake for as long as they've called the news media fake, no one knows who or where to find trustworthy information. And that becomes a big, big problem. Now, there's a lot of stories that are out there right now where I'd say you should be curious about what's coming next with the information. One of the things that I thought was interesting, my friend sent over to me is this Boeing 737, the MAX 9 plane. Did you see this story? It was flying in about 20 minutes into a flight. A window blew out in horrifying footage that people took from inside the airplane. Thank God nobody died. One of the toddlers that had a shirt on from the depressurization, apparently it completely ripped the toddler's shirt off out the window and a mother had to hold their son in his seat. Uh, to keep him from going. And when I say the window blew out, this window blew out in the size of a door. I didn't even know that there are windows that could be reinforced in the size of a door. You got to check out the photos and all this. I'm going to save uh, a photo here for you guys. I have the story up on my screen, but I'm going to see if I can embed this at least into my webpage. So that way people can see what this image looked like. Uh, and, uh, be able to follow up on it. Now that was from KPTV, the image that I'm going to use. Uh, so that way I'm giving proper credit to them as well. I don't want to be stealing people's information here. But the reason why I bring this up is, do we have a larger problem with 737 Boeing Max 9 aircraft? We have an aging aircraft fleet 
in the United States. We've had major, major safety issues going since COVID with near misses on tarmacs. We just had a, a collision a few, uh, two weeks ago, I believe a Coast Guard operation, five people died. Uh, luckily, 300 and some people were able to get off board where that happened. Um, is travel safe? Now, my son, when we were going to uh, Florida over the summer, he wanted to record our descent in a uh, time-lapse video. And he goes here, and he put it inside the window well and pulled the thing down to record. And I said, I don't think we should do that, kid. And I'm wondering, could this have been a cell phone that was documenting the flight that was put into this the same way and then blew up? Could it be? Or could it be a flaw in the design? So there needs to be larger questions asked. I did not know that this was something that people did with their cell phones, but the fact that cell phones flew out and everything else, let's get to the bottom of that story. Let's find out what's going on. Another story we should be asking, let's get to the bottom of, let's find out what was happening, is this story about our uh, Lloyd Austin, right? The U.S. Defense Secretary. Are you aware that he was hospitalized on January 1st? And that the Biden administration had no clue of his whereabouts, no clue how bad he had gotten after his surgery until Thursday of last week. That's right. It took four days, three days, really, January 4th, before officials gave a debriefing to the Biden administration. And so why was the White House's National Security Council told three days after our United States Defense Secretary becomes incapacitated? That's a bad look, no matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat in office. That's poor communication. Can you imagine if this happened when Donald Trump was in office? People be like, well, all those people he kept firing, no one knows what's going on. Well, apparently it's not much better in the Biden administration now that people don't know what's going on. There needs to be people to get fired for this. In fact, Arkansas Republican Senator Tom Cotton said there must be consequences for this shocking breakdown. He said a key link in the chain of command between the president and the uniformed uh, military, including the nuclear chain of command, when the weightiest, weightiest of decisions must be made in minutes. If they needed to make those decisions the other day, uh, no one really knows. How would that have gone down if all of a sudden something in the Ukraine went sour? If something in the Middle East was going sour? I mean, we are in wars right now. It's important that we have a continuity of government that is keeping people uh, up to speed. But then you got stories that are out here like this last one. And this is the one that uh, I'm really struggling with. I see this story in study finds that states that you shouldn't waste money on multivitamins, even if your diet isn't super healthy. So I'm reading through this and it says uh, that people, uh, half the United States population take a daily multivitamin. I do. I take several multivitamins. I take fish oil, uh, I take my, my well, a couple different times. I won't get into the whole thing, but like turmeric and everything, I, I take a lot. And they're saying that people could obtain these nutrients through food. Well, of course you could obtain these nutrients for, through food if your food was still nutrient rich. So I, I, take, uh, <laughs> I take a little bit of uh, objection to this piece. So I want to know, where did this study come from that's stating that, you know, multivitamins can only provide certain boosts? Um, and they have it from the United States Preventative Services Task Force. 
the USPSTF. And they analyzed 84 studies from 700,000 people. And at the end of their research, they found that it had little to no benefit for the prevention of major illnesses like cancer and heart disease. So they, they concluded, in other words, a multivitamin isn't likely to make or break your health, and it might be better to just save your money. But then they go on to say, who might need multivitamins? Well, people with Crohn's disease, they get poor nutrient absorption by their bodies. Gastric bypass patients may need it. Um, they also talk about what type of uh, vitamins are there. It will depend on how much you're able to get. I find it interesting that in one breath, they're telling you, don't waste your time. In another breath, well, some people, it might be helpful to them. So who is this organization, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force? Well, they are considered the gold standard for deciding what is and what is not best for your health. And guess who is behind them? Big Pharma, the United States Food and Drug Administration, the Institute of Health, the Cancer Institute, the Department of Defense Military Health System, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, and most importantly at the top of their list, the CDC. That's right, Anthony Fauci and plenty of other people were behind parts of this coverage and the people that reported to him. This is almost like the Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at one another. So let's see, where else are the supporters of this organization? We got the Academy of Family Physicians, Nurse Practitioners, Pediatrics, Physician Associates, Nurses, Midwives, Obstetricians, Physicians, Geriatrics, uh, the Medical Association, Osteopath, everybody, everybody is behind them. What I'm curious about is where are the people that believe in holistic health and where are the organizations that have been talking about multivitamins, the benefits of fish oil, the benefits of turmeric on people for things like anxiety, uh, for their eye health? Where are the people talking about shilajot for as a superfood with the min minerals that are in there? You don't see that in study finds, do you? Why? Because Big Pharma is not going to put their money into that. So do you want to follow a story that is compromised in the sense of, yeah, they might do great research on drugs, but if they're doing great research on drugs, are they going to give you great research on the things such as vitamins that could keep you from needing the same thing that they are conflict of interest and behind with their sponsors and who they're putting money into? I doubt it. Look, I'm not telling you that multivitamins are going to cure cancer. I'm not going to tell you that multivitamins are going to make everything better in your life. For some individuals, I believe your blood type and everything else is very important as well as a bunch of other factors. But if you were to stop taking multivitamins, I'm going to ask you to please look into how many nutrients are in your vegetables now compared to the 1940s. I'm going to ask you how nutrient rich your diet might be compared to the diet of somebody just in the 1980s. I'm going to ask you to go back into your grocery store, look at the outer aisles versus the inner aisles and realize that most people are shopping at the inner aisles, the processed food aisles, and not the aisles with the nutrients. If you're not paying attention to that, and all you're doing is going, well, here's a story that gives me some facts. Well, maybe you're not paying attention really well enough. And that's why my bold American listeners were good educated people listening here, making sure that we get to the bottom of everything. It's been a pleasure bringing you today's show. We're going to continue on throughout the week. As always, make sure you go over to patreon.com backslash America Emboldened, where you can find additional content by becoming a subscriber, becoming part of the Bold American community officially. 
You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden. Be bold, America.